welcome to Deep Impact, a proud member of the Doof Network where we dive deep into Wildbo's most second work, five years on. Coming up next is Elliot Diebold. And that was Ruben Morehouse. And we are back to talk about Collateral 4.3, which kicks off right where Collateral 4.2 left us. Rose has been pulled out of the, uh, the mirror dimension and into our world. And she starts out by just giving Blake a big old hug. Um, but it's too tight, takes too long, and Blake is not happy with it. Yeah, oh, this is such a conflicting moment because, like, Rose is just so happy to be on the <laughs> same in the same dimension as people as people. Um, and yeah, and so she people, just yeah. she just sort of jumps at Blake, and and we see her apologize for it later. But you know, yeah, it's like you you want to be so happy for Rose, but at the same time, Blake's having. I don't want to say a panic attack because he should already be having a panic attack given what's going on with the Lord of Conquest, but it's like this yep. ups his amount of panic attack because it's triggering like this whole other sort of um, trauma that he has. And so it's it's, yeah. it's 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 so conflicting because you're so happy for Rose, but at the same time, it's terrible <laughs> for Blake. It's... Ugh. Yeah, Blake really doesn't like being touched. Uh, he, he almost punches Rose out of instinct. Um, he doesn't actually stop himself because it's Rose. He stops himself because she's already too close to him and he had his hands in his pockets. Um, yeah. It's not great for him. Thank God he had his hands in his pockets. Um, can you imagine if he had just punched her? Like, that would have uh, that, that would have totally changed the tone. Because essentially, the, the big thing in this chapter is Blake and Rose probably work together as a team better than we've ever seen them. Um, yes, they and, and really are working together. They have a fantastic dynamic this entire chapter, and that's because Blake had his hands in his pockets and didn't get a chance to punch her like he wanted to. Um, <laughs> Could have well, gone not, worse. Not that he wanted to, but yeah, I mean, yeah, this it's um, you know, that's a bit of good karma, I guess, <laughs> that he uh, that he had his hands in his pockets. Yeah, um, Blake kind of tries to distract himself by uh, analyzing conquest and trying to figure out a way uh, out of their current predicament. Um, yeah, it's really not doing well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the fact that you're distracting yourself by focusing on the giant being manipulating reality that's planning on torturing you, like, is a, is a yeah. pretty good sign that things yeah, aren't it's good. it's a very calming image for Blake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Conquest agrees to give Blake and Rose, like, a moment to themselves in a very generous gesture, seemingly. Uh, yeah, the whole, uh, all the dialogue here is great. I, I'm just going to keep saying that every episode, I guess. Um, Ro- Rose <laughs> and Blake exchange banter, and then I love how the Lord of Conquest just says, oh, you know, I- I'm just going to give you some time to yourself, and Blake's like, why? And then yeah. Ro- Rose is like, what are you doing? Shut the fuck up. Don't like- <laughs> shut up, Blake. Um, Conquest's response to that is, giving succor to the weak is a tool for control. <laughs> what a dick, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, um, he's so unashamedly kind of evil, but also he's the con- uh, yeah. he's he's the concept of conquest incarnate. So it's not like he doesn't feel overdone. Like it's just y- yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just I don't even know if evil is the right word. We're going to get into this more later, but like he is just a nightmare. Like he is a literal nightmare. Oh my god, he's terrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, he's basically he he's just open about the fact that he's gonna Stockholm syndrome them, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Blake kind of throughout the last chapter, Rose was at the house reading books. Confirmed, she can still access the books. Thank God. Um, yeah. And Blake kind of catches her up on what's been going on, um, and she's kind of <laughs> trying to catch up to just how fucked they are. But this is undercut by, you know, she's in the real world, and it's hard for her not to be happy about that. 
Yeah, well, because we had this bit, we didn't bring this up last chapter, but uh, in Conquest's pseudo-domain, um, you, you're you constantly, like, in the ch- the spot between, like, hot and cold, and, yep. and, and like, like it, it's just designed to make you uncomfortable, and part of that yeah, is, like... very uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and so part of that is uh, it feeds Conquest, um, you know, sort of power over you, and then also I think it was symbolically representative of um, how conquest is all about like change in power yeah transition yeah yes um but like yeah so rose sort of comes in and she's like oh my god like i'm cold and and blake just starts explaining what we just said to her and she's like no 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 like i'm feeling a thing like she's you know, yeah blake, blake tries <laughs> yeah. to explain the direness of their situation but yeah she's just too happy being in real life again yeah and their whole vibe kind of changes um it it's so weird because you feel it like like, Blake has always felt real, and Rose has felt like a real character, but she feels more tangible in this chapter, which is weird, because they're both all just words on a page. I don't know how <laughs> I'm getting affected by this, but I kind of get how Blake kind of subconsciously feels about Rose now, I think, a bit more. She just kind of feels real. Um, yeah, yeah, she's always felt kind of limited, I guess, or trapped. Like, you know, she was more othery because she was stuck in a mirror, and now... Now that you're sort of seeing her on the same level as Blake, there's just something more real about it, even though, yeah, they're just characters in a story. Um, yeah. And, I mean, her yeah. yeah, her whole mood changes. Like, throughout this chapter, you know, like the shit's hit the fan already, and it, and it goes downhill all chapter. Um, yeah. But she's almost more positive than she has been at any other point in the story, <laughs> just just because... Yeah, she's, she kind of feels like she's in her element. Um, she gets her bearings a bit, and it's just kind of immediately like, all right, let's figure this out. She summons June to just kind of experiment with how June's temperature will mess with the, the temperature of Conquest's... Uh, I don't want to say domain, because it's not a domain. Mm. Domain with a lowercase d, uh, Conquest's <laughs> area. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, classic Rose kind of thing to do. I like this bit just before, like, the reason she decides to use June is because she's like, so it's just us then? And Blake's like, and June, um, <laughs> which is, you know, we keep hitting this beat of, of Blake remembering June and, and thinking of her. Um, yeah. And obviously, I mean, yeah, it works out. And yeah, you're right. Rose is so sort of scientific and, you know, we've seen her be the, the bookworm or ask Blake to try things, but now she's finally at the point where she can be like, oh, like, I have an idea based on all these books I've been reading. Uh, and she yeah. actually gets to do the thing herself, uh, and it works out. Yeah, I mean, she's she's trying to exert control over Conquest's area, and then, by extension, control over Conquest. Um, and it yeah. seems to work, and it, it pisses off Conquest, which is, I guess, more confirmation <laughs> that it's worked. Um, he kind of comes storming back over to them and says, all right, Blake, time's up, time to summon a demon, let's go. Um, <laughs> yes, and then there's this line where he asks them, can I assume you'll cooperate? And we get uh, this bit of text, which is, no, Rose said. In the same moment, I said yes. And I just had to pull out that specific sentence because I think so far that's a good TLDR of Pact. Like, <laughs> pa- Pact in yep. a sentence. No, Rose said. In the same moment, Blake says yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, so, I mean, Conquest is... <laughs> I-, I like this speech, actually. I mean, let's pull this out now and we'll talk about it a bit later as well. Um, Conquest kind of gives them... Multiple times throughout this chapter, Conquest says something to the effect of, all right, playtime's over, time to do this, right? Yeah. Um, And we find out why that is later, but it does kind of sit so weirdly where you're like, why is he talking about 
this so much? Why is he being like, all right, time to do it now for real, guys. No more excuses. It happens like four times. Yeah, um, I, I, I do think there's a point just before Blake starts to click onto it where you're just sort of like, it kind of feels like they're just going in circles. Like, it, they, it, like Conquest keeps being like, oh, right now I'm going to start torturing you. And they're like, yeah, but. And he's just like, that's stupid. Do it now or I'm going to start torturing you. And then, they're, and then they're like, yeah, but. And, and of course, you know, like, they're actually facing this. So it, it's not as if I'm saying, oh, I, I caught it like a little bit before them that something was off. It's like, I didn't literally have to worry for my life. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I think I think they, they did a good job. But it's it's very much like uh, there's, there is just something a bit weird and cyclical about this. And, and I, yeah. I didn't come up with the actual answer before, Blake, but uh, I really like how it all comes together. Yeah, you kind of get this feeling that something, this like, you almost think that it's bad writing for a bit, where you're like, why is Conquest kind of doing this? Why isn't he actually doing something? Um, and then we, we'll get into the why later. Uh, it's yeah, just well, a great little You're You're right, because there is a point where you're sort of thinking, is it just because, like, Wobbo doesn't have any way for Blake to get out of it, and he doesn't want to kill Blake because Blake's the main character? Um, and, and then, yeah, we learn that there is an in-universe explanation for it. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, Conquest says, all right, time to do it. Uh, and Blake kind of starts to panic. Um, he kind of starts trying things. Uh, he tries to convince Conquest that he'll need more resources, like books and stuff, in order to summon a demon. Conquest does not buy it, kind of sees <laughs> through that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Conquest's actual power levels later, but uh, he's certainly a clever dude. Um, yeah. He pretty much pins every trick Rose and Blake try to put past him um, right up yep. until the very end. Uh, yeah, but he's just, he's such a great villain um, for this bit. Yeah. Like, I love the concept of a villain who's, because he's just this concept, like he is conquest. There's no, yep. there's no bargaining where you can change his mind or like overall alter his goals. Like he just, he is what he is. He He knows it. He's open about it. It's just you know his way or the highway basically as long as he's got the power yeah. over you uh, i there's a specific quote i want to call out from a bit later we'll get to it when we get to it but it's man it's it, he's just terrifying sometimes yeah um, anyway blake blake is kind of desperately trying things and finally finds a little nugget of uncertainty that he can pick at um Neither Blake nor Conquest know how powerful Ornius is, which is the demon that Blake is going to summon. And so neither Blake nor Conquest can be fully certain that he can actually contain it and bind it. Um, yeah, we, we yeah. see here Conquest has basically been under the assumption that this is something he will be able to wrangle. Um, and, and Blake's just like, I don't think you realise this piece of information I have. Like, this is probably someone who's never been bound before and he fucks with stars. And yeah. this is sort of the first point where Conquest actually sort of listens to them and is like okay that doesn't seem like complete bullshit and it's because yeah. it's not <laughs> yeah and we rose kind of starts jumping in and playing off of this as well kind of building it up um it's great um there's <laughs> I, w I want to call out uh one specific part where uh, conquest grabs rose and kind of lifts her up and blake thinks oh my god i hope she doesn't hit conquest with june like that would be a big mistake uh the quote specifically is in her shoes, I probably would have, but I processed things differently than most when it came to personal space. And then immediately Rose says, I humbly request that you put me down, sir. And it's like, <laughs> Blake basically thinking, God, I hope she's not as dumb as me. And then Rose proves that she isn't. It's it's a great little humor beat. Yeah, it is. I mean, God, imagine if you did have like a team of Blakes. Oh, I guess you wouldn't have them for very long. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, they they wouldn't last long. Um, uh, so at this point, Rose and Blake are trying to trick Conquest into visiting the house, saying things like, "Oh, there's a trap there, but it probably won't affect you because Conquest lives forever, so it won't affect him much." Um, mm. Conquest sniffs this out. Um, he, he specifically gets fed up with them being impertinent, which is a great <laughs> word for him to use. It's very on brand. Um, and he locks Rose in a cage and kind of advances on Blake, implying he's going to do the same thing. And Blake really freaks out now. Uh, we hit that beat again of, of this kind of evoking Blake's trauma, um, and he doesn't take to it well. Yeah, this his, his personal space issues really get yeah. kicked into into fifth gear. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I, I love this bit where... So there's a bit where Blake sort of says to him, like as Blake's starting to really freak out about the personal space stuff on top of just the general situation, um, he says, I'll come willingly. And the Lord of Conquest is like, not when you see our destination. You forget what I am. If it's a choice between your cooperation and your tears, dragging you behind me while you dirty yourself in fear, I'll take the latter. And... I mean, this, so this whole this whole story has had undercurrents of like you know fates worse than death or like you know worse than your worst nightmares. But I think this is one of the first times in the story it feels really real that one of that something like that could happen to like a yeah. character we care about, like Blake. Like I think the closest we've seen so far is uh, a goblin threatened Maggie with something similar. Uh, or, yeah, the, or, or, the f- or Patrick threatening to like flay the skin of Blake or something. Yeah, or all um, Latita before the fight with Blake. But all of those have kind of felt like it was abstract things in the future. Whereas this is very much Blake is at Conquest's mercy in his domain, and Conquest is talking like this is something he's about to do. So it yeah, it feels so much more real than it has up until now. Conquest is a terrifying villain because he's not human. He doesn't. He doesn't want a thing, and he he doesn't want you to play along in order to get that thing. He wants to break you. That that's how he gets power is by breaking people. And yes, it's just and you can't even. It's horrifying. You can't even offer him a different way of dealing with you. He has to conquer you. Um, yes. So there's no there's no compromise in terms of like well there's just no compromise. He either has to completely win or you or you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blake really freaks out. Um, he's freaking out. He's, he's basically trying anything. Uh, he, he yells to Rose for help and Rose kind of seems to manage to somehow break out of the cage she's in. Um, and this distracts Conquest enough that, that Conquest starts focusing on her. And, um, Blake notices that Conquest has been, you know, doing what we've been talking about before. He's been talking the talk, but he hasn't been walking the walk. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to pull out this line. So as he sort of really freaking out he he goes all aggressive against the lord of conquest um and he he says to him you piss poor excuse for an incarnation what the fuck is an incarnation of conquest doing in canada um which is just (laughs) just uh just a hilarious little bit mixed into these really tense situation Um, yeah and the best part about that is it's very relevant i mean this is one of the things that blake realizes later that adds him to put up put together all the pieces um specifically all all these kind of pieces that lead to blake realizing oh conquest has shown a lot of appearance of power but (laughs) he's an incarnation of conquest in canada he can't be that powerful basically um yeah well it's it's great because it it, yeah you're right it's it actually comes back um and it's just funny and yeah it comes back because it's kind of true like canada is just not a place 
in the world you associate you associate with the concept of conquest um and yeah so it it's just it doesn't make sense and Blake sort of calls that out and it's it's funny yeah um so Blake realizes conquest is all looks and not i mean he is still presumably powerful he's still the lord of toronto but not as powerful as he seems and so Blake kind of now that Blake can fit him into this box he can actually plan a bit more how to strategize around him um he he adjusts how he talks and starts acting kind of subservient in the hope that it'll kind of let Conquest not have to expend the limited power that he has on breaking them, basically. Yeah, I definitely didn't piece this together on my first read-through. The The link from uh, Conquest is not as strong as he makes out to what Blake does didn't make sense to me the first time, and it, it was really going through mm. again that, you saw, that I clicked with what you just said, that he's basically trying to offer Conquest a path of less resistance that doesn't involve killing them yeah um yeah so so you know i it's it's a good play like considering i i didn't make that leap myself so i guess i'd probably be dead but um <laughs> yeah um it, Blake, it, it, it Blake makes lives sense in the moment for for plays like this i think <laughs> um so so conquest plane straight up asks them whether they're surrendering and blake blake thinks in me no i was only just starting to fight um, he just closes his eyes and hopes that Rose jumps in, which she does. She just says, yes. Um, it, it's, it's just so nice to see them working together. It's so, they're so on the same page. I mean, Rose doesn't know that, that this is the play that Conquest is making, but they just, they just bounce off of each other and enable each other so well in this scene. It's, it's, it's great. Well, so my understanding of this is essentially this works because Blake can't say he's surrendering because he's actually not. He's figured it out and he's yeah he's planning on making this is his it. plan. He's making a play. <laughs> yes, and so basically he's relying on Rose not having figured this out and actually wanting to surrender. Yeah. Um, like we 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 have a great bit earlier. Um, when we mentioned that uh, the Lord of Conquest had picked Rose up. Um where they both sort of admitted that they're not the sort to do the whole, like, oh, you know, let me die if it's for the greater good. Um, yeah. Which is, which is great. But also interesting because they haven't taken the deal, so they're not, they're not totally selfish. But, um, yeah. It, yeah, like, this plan works because Blake didn't tell Rose what he was doing. And I think that that's yeah. a delicious bit of irony because we've just been talking about how well they work together and that even extends <laughs> to Blake's classic MO of not filling Rose in. And, I mean, this is a little different because they were already in the shit. He didn't run in there and not tell her exactly what he was yeah. doing. Um, yeah. But I, 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 think it's, I think it's noteworthy that they get out of this because Blake keeps the secret from Rose. <laughs> it's it's fun isn't it um it's a nice it's a nice uh, conclusion of the theme in a new way um so so conquest agrees to their surrender without having to torture them yay mm. uh they buy themselves three days in which conquest will try and break the the, the spell around the hillsglade house um at which point they will still have to get books to summon a demon. Uh, and during those three days conquest will give them three tasks to complete one per day if they fail he's gonna do something bad to them that's for sure yeah Con conquest just fully turns into an npc from from a video game and he just gives them some some fetch quests <laughs> dispenses three little <laughs> side quests while uh, he buys himself some time but i guess you know because blake blake has been getting called a diabolist in this whole yeah. story and i don't think that that has been an appropriate label because he has been trying not to be a diabolist 
But now yeah. he's just been hired to do three Diabolist jobs. Um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I guess Blake and Rose are officially Diabolists now. Um, you know, they've... They get their cards. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're ca- card-carrying official Diabolists. <laughs> this is such a bad deal for them, Elliot. <laughs> All they've done is buy themselves three days and they have these kind of, like, Herculean tasks that they have to complete. It's like, I, I love I love the theme that we've had throughout the story of... <laughs> anytime Blake meets a new practitioner, the first thing he has to negotiate is letting him leave safely. Um, and this time that negotiation has gone very badly. Yeah, well, because it's like Conquest has done a very good job because they sort of bought themselves the three days, but he's managed to also work in these tasks, which are presumably going to eat up almost all of that time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this this isn't a great deal for them i mean i guess they got out alive which for most of this chapter did not seem like a possibility Um, yeah it it kind of does remind me of the story of um the tales of the arabian nights or if you want to be more contemporary of the princess bride where um there's (laughs) there's this plot thread of in in the tales for the arabian nights it's the main character telling a tale to the sultan each night um and and uh, telling the first half of a tale so that the sultan wouldn't execute them. And then um, the next day telling the second half of the tale and the first half of a new tale so that they're on the hook every single night and they, they buy themselves time. Or in The Princess Bride, it's um, uh, the Dread Pirate Robert saying, oh, I'll probably kill you tomorrow. It, I, I feel like Blake has bought himself three days and if he can prove himself to be useful to conquest within those three days, maybe it won't go so bad. I don't know. Um, yes. Well, maybe I that's mean- an out. Essentially, it does still feel like they're indentured servants, or no indentured, but they're still they're still under his thumb. It's just they I mean, managed to avoid basically just they're, they're slaves, right? Like yes, it's exactly. Conquest. We can call them slaves. Um, but you know, he I guess they managed to avoid the torture part of being conquered, which is you know not insignificant, but yeah, um, you know, not everything. Uh, yeah. So the. F- the final thing that Conquest does is decides that he needs some kind of assurance or uh, collateral, some may say. Um, and so he <laughs> takes out a chain to, to basically bind Blake to himself. Um, and again, mm. Blake is, is freaked out by this. And so Rose kind of just steps forward and puts the chain around her wrist without even saying anything about it, really. Um, and she becomes bound to conquest and conquest accepts this and, and they kind of leave um, with, as they, as they leave conquests uh, domain, Rose is cast back into the mirror world. Yeah. Uh, it would have been too easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, this, this is interesting because uh, like we've just started talking about how um, Blake's, you know, trauma is coming from a place of like sexual abuse. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, the way he responds to the concept of being, like, chained up makes me think that um, it may have also involved sort of kidnapping um, mm. or, and, and you know, being locked up uh, to some extent, which is, you know, making making it even darker. Um, yeah, and, and I my, mean, we know Blake... Sorry. Oh, well, just props to Rose for sort of... Like, she basically says after this that the chain thing came out and she just immediately pegged that Blake looked like he was... Wasn't going to do it. Yeah, yeah. he was going to do something, like, rash or, or, you know, kill himself before putting that on. So she she bit the bullet. And and they sort of talk about how that's a big deal. Like, you know, she is able to be pulled in by conquest at any point now. Like, you know, she's taking a big risk. Yeah, I I think... So back when they were talking to Mrs. Lewis, she kind of made the hint that... uh, 
that uh, Johannes's domain would would give gave him the opportunity to bend the rules, and we see the same thing here. Um, it, it seems to be pretty strong evidence shaping up that if they have a domain, if they can shape their reality, they might be able to just have Rose be able to leave the mirror in that domain. Um, it seems like a, a possibility here. Yeah, I, I was. I, I think it had already been pretty heavily hinted, but this was sort of the final. Just in case you didn't understand that that would be how it is. Uh, you know, we we sort of saw it in action in a not even domain. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, what's interesting like about a, this yeah. this whole revelation about the uh, the Lord of Conquest is, and Blake, this crosses Blake's mind. There's not really a way that other members of the Council of Toronto haven't figured this out. That that he's that yeah, the Lord of totally. Conquest is mostly mostly talk. So I, I'm going to be very interested. Like there there has to be a reason then that he's still in power. And you know, is it like somebody's trying to keep him there? Um, like, like you know, are there other people who like having him there for some reason, or is there a trick? Like I imagine he'd be quite difficult to defeat because if you try and conquer him, does that somehow power him and then he flips it on you? Like <laughs> you know, yeah, you've got to non-violently confront him and then he just he, I guess beats you up. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I can see how it would be difficult to conquer him. Um, so you know, this this whole concept of fighting a concept is is such a yeah. fun idea, and I can't wait to see why the Lord of Conquest is is still in power considering this supposed weakness. Yeah. Um, so Blake and Rose are outside of the building now and they basically start talking about how fucked they are. Uh, but Blake has a plan. He is going to try and start a mutiny. Start of a plan, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, Rose calls it out as the start of a plan and, and he yeah. agrees. Um, I mean, yeah, it seems like a good start of a plan though because uh, it seems like Isadora and... Uh, Diana uh, would be on board. They they weren't very, they weren't exactly happy with how things went um, at the end of last chapter either. So it's it's not yeah. the, it's not the worst plan, but uh, you know he's got three days and a bunch of other jobs to do, so it's going to be tight. <laughs> yeah, uh, two uh, two chapters ago, you called out that you had remembered about Sandra's uh, talking about making a move against the Lord of Toronto. Um, seems pretty relevant right about now. Yes, um, I think I also predicted in Sandra's interlude that uh, Jeremy and Blake may not stay enemies for very long, and I'm I'm feeling fairly confident about that prediction right now. Um, I guess mm. we'll see, but uh, we will see. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be interesting to see Blake end up on the same side as the Duchamps in this whole endeavor, um, and, and see what exactly that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh yeah interesting it, yeah it would be a hard needle to thread given how badly relations with lead have gone so far <laughs> um anyway that's that's the end of our discussion about collateral 4.3 uh for our bonus bit this chapter i really want to talk more about conquest because i just find him like he's such an interesting villain character uh, idea <laughs> all of um, the above yeah, yeah, D, all of the above. Um, I, I thought it, it would be fun to dive into this a bit. Uh, and now, how do you dive into an idea? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> I started off just looking at looking at how he was described when we first met him. So he's got a mullet, a colonial jacket, um, a, a, a rifle with a bayonet, uh, and he has two Aboriginal men chained up beside him. Um, so obviously... That's pretty colonial. Uh, yes, it's uh, yeah, it's very, it's it's very, you know, I I want to say like eighteenth century 
imagery, but that that's Australian timeline. I, I don't know exactly what the timeline is over in Canada, but it's it's very European uh, invasion uh, yeah. imagery. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's said to have two chained up Aboriginal men, which, you know, we're Australians, so obviously we associate Aboriginal with Indigenous Australians, but... Uh, in this context, they're pr- most certainly referring to Indigenous Canadians. Um, yeah. But the story is is the same. You know, any colony that had Indigenous people has this story of kind of genocide and, and disease wiping out the native population. And and so that makes sense with the traditional idea of conquest's image. But the thing, the thing about his description, which I really wanted to dive into more, was this part. Um, his other arm was outstretched, resting against one knee, hand open, with large green beetles crawling around the palm. Yeah, so this line jumped out to me as, I don't understand why this is a thing. So I'm really glad that you've called this out to, to go into it, because I have no idea why there were green beetles on his palm. So please tell yeah. me. Uh, me, me neither. And so I, I kind of tried to find an insect which fit in this context. Um, and obviously we only get a very brief description of them. So it didn't, it didn't, it was a hard one to do, but I think I found one which might be what we're talking about here, which is a, a green insect called the emerald ash borer. Um, it's, it's not as big as it's implied to be in, in conquest hands, but it is a green insect that, that fits this newer idea of conquest. Um, it basically exists across North America, uh, and lays its lava inside ash trees. And then this lava like eats the inside of the tree, basically killing it, stopping it from getting nutrients. Um, and this is this, this is an insect that has like spread as a major pest all across Canada throughout the, the kind of turn of the century to the like 2010s. Um, and now it's like, has killed hundreds of millions of ash trees. Ah, that's a cool, yeah. I, I'm, I'm willing to buy that that might've been that might have been the reference. Um, it certainly sounds yeah. conquesty. Yeah, I mean, we we get that conquest prefers warfare and bloodshed. Uh, he's described as he prefers warfare and bloodshed, but can draw power from the steady expansion of civilization into nature, real estate, business takeovers, etc. Um, and so, the idea of these kind of pest species yeah. killing natural trees across Canada, I think, really fits quite nicely into this vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the other thing I want to talk about was we know that this is one incarnation of conquest. I think it's interesting to think about what other incarnations of conquest there might be. Um, yeah, well, I love this so idea because this is something you don't really see as much in in other things where there's there's incarnations of concepts. Is the idea that there can be multiple at once. Um, he's not the only conquest. Yeah. Um, so obviously, a lot of them can have quite strong colonial roots i mean like i'd imagine an australian conquest would would be quite similar um yeah but i i think there are probably other ideas of what conquest could be like cultural conquest like a, an incarnation of conquest that's like the lord of hollywood and draws his power from the influence that like Am- american culture exacts upon the rest of the world from from the base of hollywood it's kind of a fun little idea or yeah I like, or like a hacker conquest like a conquest that gains power from kind of sending out botnets and brute forcing websites and and like taking over uh, more abstractly. I I just I really like the idea of an incarnation of an idea leading to a powerful creature. I think it's I think it's very cool and one that I'm excited to kind of theory craft about more. Mm. Well, conquest was such a great choice because it's it's a little bit more abstract and less well defined as something like I think another one that's mentioned is death and you know they're like well yeah. The incarnation of death when he touches things they die and i mean really that yeah you're gonna get a bit of flexibility out of death out of death but uh conquest is so much more 
Oh, it's it's less just intuitive. Of uh, here are the the like two things I can see that doing. Conquest is inherently more flexible because of how less sort of easily defined it is, and it's great. Yeah, I, I, we talked about something similar when we were when we when Blake went to meet Briar Girl and how she was talking about like necromancy as a part of the circle of life, and it was yeah. such a weird twist on 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 this traditional like nature character. Um, I'm really interested to see these ideas interpreted in more creative ways. It's a theme that that I'm really enjoying in Pact so far. Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, that brings us to the end of our discussion on on Conquest and Collateral 4.3. Uh, thanks for checking us out. If you want to discuss some of the things that we talked about, maybe theorycraft about what your ideas for a weird version of Conquest could be, you can <laughs> do that in the discussion thread for this episode, which you'll find linked in the uh, episode description down below in your podcast catcher. Yes, uh, and if you want more information on the the rest of this show and the other cool shows on the Doof Network, uh, head over to doofmedia.com. Yeah, from doofmedia.com you'll find a link to the Patreon where you can directly support our show and all the other great shows on the Doof Network. Uh, in case you need that link, it's patreon.com slash doofmedia. And while you're there, stop by patreon.com slash wildbo because he made all these stories and they're really good and we want him to keep making more. Yeah, I hear if we give him enough Patreon money, he might consider Pact 2. Now, I just made that up, but, you know, it could happen. Who knows? Um, I guess that's everything. Uh, Come back in a few days, the 11th of March, when we'll be talking about Collateral 4.4. And we'll see you all then. See ya. See ya.